Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our program. <laughs> Why do we own this DVD? Your true host, Sean Takaki, and his wife, Diane. Diane and Sean. Yeah. Why do we own this DVD? Sean Takaki and his wife Diane. Yeah. Just want to say, why do we own this DVD? Why? Are we really eating gummies? Gummy what? Gummy candies. I am eating gold bears. I'm eating Coca Cola bottles. No, you're not. What are they? They're not Coca-Cola oh, bottles. Cola bottles. <clears throat> Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I just... I have COVID brain. I don't have COVID. Well, I yeah, you feel COVID-y. You look covid You know, I sort... I was stuffy last night. Then I woke up with a sore throat, and it's been kind of drippy in the back of the throat all day. Still stuffy. I've sneezed about 4,000 times. Take a test. No. I just won't go anywhere. I will quarantine myself. Answer your poll for your Patreon. I will not go to Target tomorrow. Phew. So glad to. I got to answer a poll. It's right there winning. Minions. Are they tied? Mm hmm. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what day is it? Uh, welcome, everyone, to the COVID cast. I'm just kidding. I don't have COVID. Well, I might, but. <laughs> we all might have COVID. Everyone possibly has I'm COVID. I'm not too concerned at the moment because I do have the next five days off. Which is nice. I don't have to go anywhere. We're not celebrating the 4th because this country is stupid. And I can just take care of myself at home. I'm vaccinated three times. I'm not like super concerned, but I don't. And you might just have a cold. I might just have a cold. But the same thing happened to me last 4th of July weekend as well. That one was a little bit sicker. <laughs> like I had a fever and stuff last last year over the 4th. But that was like before there were any like variants really. And so at the time I was like, well, I certainly don't have COVID because I had both my vaccinations. And it was like too early for everyone to be like, oh, by the way, you can still kind of get the Delta. Because <laughs> at the time I was like, oh, well, I just have a weird summer cold. I felt like shit. No one cares. I know. People might care about 300 Spartans going to war though. That's right, everyone. This is Why Do We Own This DVD? And tonight we are talking about... <laughs> the Why Do Totally didn't even remember. I just got done watching Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2, I guess. The last two episodes, which was like four hours of... It's the season's finale, right? It was the last two episodes. Of the season. Of the season, So yeah. it's the season finale. Yes. 
Uh-huh. Okay. And like literally got done like within the last 30 minutes watching it with, with the daughter. And we both cried a lot. So that, you know how you feel after you cry, right? And then also like when you're stuffy and have like kind of a scratchy throat. That's how I'm feeling. And I have um, and I have Kate Bush in my head. Like everyone else in this goddamn world. <sighs> I don't know what any of that means, but okay. Because Sean, he watched season one yeah, of and it was good, Things, and, was and he's like, I'm done. It was good. I it got was it, too scary for him. Uh, he has no idea. You know what? How season cool. two looked like it was really scary. Didn't it wasn't. Oh. It didn't get scary until season three. Well, I'm glad I dropped and out. And it got even scarier i guess season four but um it's interesting comparing how quaint season one was compared to the billions of dollars they spend on it now like what 30 million an episode that's like one of the movies we've talked about okay what yeah i'm okay just having conversation all right as long as we keep it under an hour 22 so we don't have to pay extra for <laughs> Oh no! Our, our platform hosting. Please pay four dollars more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a slot machine. I, not what? Really. I don't know. <laughs> I've COVID. Okay, tonight <laughs> we are talking about from two thousand seven, Zack Snyder's masterpiece. I mean, yeah, I would. I would argue that, yeah. 300. 300. Had you heard of the story of the 300 Spartans before this? Nope. I have not. I hadn't. No. We didn't study anything like in history class. You're going to rustle, rustle over there with your little bag of cola bottles. Ah. (laughs) Like, like Like a professional, I put my gummy candies in a bowl. So I could reach in freely and pull one out one by one. Whereas you are all rustle, rustle, crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> yes, I am a professional podcaster. So had you heard of the 300? Um, a little bit. I had heard of like the Battle of Thermopylae, okay. which is the the battle. Uh uh-huh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I hadn't really known like the full lore of like the three hundred, but yeah, I, I I was vaguely like I I hadn't even connected the two until like partway through like the movie and stuff. I didn't realize it was mm. that that was the story. But yeah. Um uh-huh. only vaguely. But more importantly, had you heard of no. Zack Snyder before this? Mm, probably not. Cause we saw Dawn of the Dead. The fast zombie one? Fuck yeah. Right? That's the one with where- Sarah Polly. Oh, is that who's in it? Written by James Gunn. I, I knew it was written by James Gunn. Um because we were MySpace buddies. Oh my god, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> we talked about the strange change machines okay. that he has. Sean loves talking about how he's best friends with James Gunn. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But yeah. but yeah, I I I probably didn't really recognize Zach Snyder. Is it Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead? Dawn, oh, it's Dawn too- of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, isn't it? 2004, yeah. Because it takes place in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it does. It it's does. the scariest opening of any movie I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, with that little girl. 
Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> and it's set in Milwaukee. Oh, is it? Yeah, Wisconsin. She's a nurse. So wait, they end up on a lake then. Well, they're in a mall. It takes place in a mall. Everyone knows that. Even the 1978 one took place no, in a mall. No, but don't they try to, don't they end up escaping the mall? And they get on a little boat and they're heading off into the uh, water. And then there's like a cooler with a, a chompy head in it. Yeah, so I knew that Zack Snyder had directed Dawn of the Dead, but I didn't know Zack Snyder because Dawn of the Dead is not Zack Snyder that we know today. 300 was really the beginning of Zack Snyder and his fingerprint. I mean, and and honestly, what a... I mean, I know it's not his first movie, but seriously, what a... Yeah. What a what a what a. And we're just gonna lay it out right now. We think this movie rules. So if you're not a fan of 300, you can. You can you listen can, to us anyway. Don't you, walk away. Please you can don't still, go. You can still tune in and <laughs> feel free to argue. Do we think uh, it's historically accurate? Of course not. It's not meant to be. Do we think that the portrayals of the people is accurate? Of course not. It's not meant to be. We think this movie is fun. It looks great, and that's why we're here tonight. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> okay, so this movie opened... <laughs> you take too long. March 9th, 2007. We did see this in the theater. I do remember that. Which, if you I have the was chance... blown away. Uh, yeah. If you have the chance to see this in a movie theater, holy shit, you're in for a treat. Or even on a really, really big screen. Yeah, we had to watch it upstairs last night, which, yes, first world problems, but it wasn't the bigger TV. We had to watch it on the small TV with a giant open window. With a glare, yes. Um, Not ideal, but still looks great. I mean, if I had to watch it on my phone, I still would have enjoyed it. Yeah, because it just looks that cool. So it is, of course... Based on the 1998 comic series of the same name by Frank Miller and Lynn Varley. And both of those, the comic and the movie, are fictionalized retellings of the Battle of Thermopylae in the Persian Wars. What does Frank Miller think of this movie? I don't know. Because he is notor- he notoriously hates I all thought that was film- Alan... Uh, Alan Moore? Yeah. All of them. They're all assholes. Oh. Well, I don't know. And I don't... I'm not gonna... They're, I mean, they're all notorious, like, just, you know, anyways. But yeah, I, I I don't know if he had ever raised a stink. I don't know. I never heard anything. Or Because this is praise. a shot for shot of the comic. That's what I read. I mean, and it... I don't... I Except for, like, the additions. <laughs> That they made I, to make it longer. <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. I've kind of thumbed through the comic and it looks very cool. Mm-hmm. And it, I, from my memory, what I can remember, it does look, there are, yeah, shot for shot scenes of from the comic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes place in 479 B.C., well, at the beginning, it takes place. This is, it's one year after the battle. So it, it take it starts off a year after the battle's done. It's, um, 
Dilios, is that how you say his name? Played by David Wenham. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, he's telling the story of yeah, what he, happened. He's so, our narrator. Yes. He is, spoilers, the sole survivor. Mm-hmm. Right? There, there was thing? one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's telling the the new Spartan army the story of the life of Leonidas, played by Gerard Butler. We have talked about him in our Phantom of the Opera episode. We talked about him in our Reign of Fire episode. This is his... Uh, what are you looking at me for? Gerard Butler, is he purely... British. He's Scottish. Scottish. Yeah, purely. Did you not hear his Scottish accent last <laughs> no, night? No, I did. I mean, they all have British accents, but I, I heard mean, Scottish sometimes well, yeah. when he's yelling. Uh-huh. They all they all have common, uh-huh. Commonwealth. Yeah, no one's accents. speaking Greek or um, whatever they are. His look, dude. You can put that profile on a gold coin. He has a like beard. a chin beard. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The- Aren't all beards chin beards? Sh- yes. Or they're cheek beards. <laughs> there are, and neck beards. Ew, I don't like the neck beard. That's but, just some. Um, but I mean, yeah, he's got that classic sort of like stylized straight fr- straight off the mm-hmm. tip of the yeah. chin kind of beard. He's got the, the hair. So Dilios is telling the story of Leonidas from childhood to kingship. Um. Wow, this is a really confusing plot. Wikipedia. So yeah, we see him as a kid learning how to fight, played by yeah, Zack Snyder's son. Now that whole like ordeal that the kid has to go through, right? Yeah, getting beat up, getting kicked out of Sparta for however many years until he comes back, you know, essentially a man. Mm-hmm. Is that for every king or for every Spartan warrior? I had interpreted it as that's what every Spartan soldier has to go that's through. That's kind of what I thought too. And Leonidas just comes back, happen he happens to also be in He's line to be the king. A king. Um so we see him now as Gerard Butler and his his world, his wife. Um, Myrtle Gorgo. We don't they don't say her name in the movie. No, because that's a horrible, horrible name. Queen Gorgo, played by Lena Hetty mm-hmm. or Hedy. I say Hetty. Hetty, uh, of course, from you know Game of Thrones and shit. Cersei, shame. <laughs> oh God, I had Tell forgotten. Me you don't I had her forgotten about that. And just say the word shame. I had forgotten. About um, that. she says queen. A Persian herald arrives at uh, Sparta demanding earth and water as a token of submission to King Xerxes, mm-hmm. who's like the villain of the story. Um, and this doesn't go well because this is Sparta. Because, yeah, he insults the queen he ins- and he basically threatens to enslave the women and children of Sparta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and yeah, I mean, or and or worse, and I mean, it's basically just it's a it's a threat with a smile. Mm, yeah. And King Leonidas is having none of it. No. And I do like that he looks to 
he Queen, looks, Queen Gorgo. I fucking hate that name. His, you can say he looks his to queen. he looks to the queen, and she nod. gives him a nod of like, "Go ahead, go do what you what I know you want to yeah. do. You have my blessing." Yeah, and he, everyone knows what he does. This is Sparta. Everyone knows what he does. Insert sound clip here. And he kicks them into the pit. Bottomless pit. We don't know where it goes. This is the fantasy. I mean, it's not real. What? It's a bottomless pit. I mean, obviously it's not. But what well, do we assume that it is? Is it just a giant pit for their enemies? Yeah. Because at first I thought it was like you a think, big... You would think, like, I'm not going to stand near this thing while I'm talking to Well, you. at first I thought it was like a big well. Because he says you'll find plenty of earth and water or air, earth and water in there, and then he kicks them or whatever. But I'm like, well, that can't be a can't be a well because then you're kicking bodies and then now you're going to poison your well. Yeah, it's not a well. So I, I think it's just a, a metaphor. It's just, it's just a a pit for bodies. Um, Leonidas then visits the Efforts Efors yeah Efors yeah. Proposing a strategy. What? I can't I can't say that word. You know I can't. Strategy. Wow. Strategy. <laughs> it, got, it actually got worse. <laughs> strategy to drive back the numerically superior Persians through the hot gates. It's like McDonald's. Instead of the golden arches, I'm gonna call them the hot gates. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Persians. There's not that many Spartans. If they were to go to war, they'd be vastly outnumbered, right? Mm-hmm. His plan... Xer- Xerxes claims he has millions. Yeah. His plan involves building a wall in order to funnel the Persians into a narrow pass between the rocks and the sea, negating the Persian advantage in numbers and giving the Greeks heavy infantry the advantage over the vast waves of Persian light infantry. Heavy infantry versus light infantry. What mm-hmm. is that? What is that? Well, Xerxes has all his giant animals and yeah. men yeah. on horses and stuff. So that's light. All the heavily armored soldiers, whereas Spartans are just a man with a shield and a sword and, yeah. and a spear. That's all they need. Yep. And they are... I mean, tactically, they are far superior than anything in this day and age, in that day and age, mm-hmm. for that time. Yeah. And, that and also, they're, <laughs> like, very ripped. They are comically ripped. I mean, you've seen, like, the 300 diet or, you know, like, exercise plan. I'm like, I, yeah, I remember right. just seeing the 300 cosplayers with, like, with all these airbrushed abs and... Pecs. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty amazing watching this and seeing it all doesn't, these. Men. I I can't imagine that process have being fun for those actors. Though. No, there was a definite boot camp, and Gerard Butler said it was the hardest thing he's ever done in his entire life. And I mean, I'm sure visually they were also slightly enhanced. I'm sure there's some but, shading, but going I mean, on. you still had to bulk up and and cut fat. You Tremendously, have, you had to I have mean, some muscle there that they could play with. I I've never truly had ambitions to ever have a six pack. You don't want to look like 
the 300? No. That would uh, be weird if you did. I mean, I've I've tried to like lean my gut a little bit, but uh, I, I've quickly given up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is not worth the effort. <laughs> you know what? It's really not. No. Uh, that's why we have movies like this, where we can just look at other people who had to go through all <laughs> I'm that I'm like, help. that looks terrible. So the E4s consult the Oracle. Okay, no one can see what you're doing, and I'm glad. I'm the Oracle, and I'm no. doing my underwater <laughs> consulting. That whole sequence, I mean... Oracle played by Kelly Craig. She's Canadian. That That whole sequence... It's visually, it's stunning. Yeah. It's so weird. They filmed her underwater, which you could see, but she is not underwater when you're watching it. And Mm -hmm. so it just looks great. Like, I think, I mean, I'm sure they they had to CGI out like bubbles and stuff because you can definitely see like her mouth kind of like pursed, like she's holding her breath and stuff. And there would be obvious air from somewhere every once in a while. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, like. From her hair, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I thought you were like, oh, she She's did. farting? No. She tooted. I that would be great. If like... The, I'm sorry, Kelly Craig. The, the backside sorry, of her little sheer thing like <laughs> floofed <laughs> up. <laughs> no, so, but I mean, yeah, that sequence is fantastic. Um, She says that they shouldn't go to war, right? Because Sparta will fall... And this pisses Leonidas off. He's like, no, I want to. Um, and well, and it turns out that the the E4s have been bribed by Xerxes yeah. to fake that prophecy, basically. Yeah. So, although the E4s have denied him permission to mobilize his army, Leonidas gathers 300 of his best soldiers in the guise of his personal bodyguard. He's going out for a stroll. Mm-hmm. They are joined along the way by a force composed of a few thousand Arcadians and other Greeks. Mm-hmm. Maybe some Trojans? No, nope. Sure. Two Troy? Two Troy? People got people said this was too much like Troy. I'm like, did you watch Troy? This, this is, is nothing, nothing like Troy. nothing like Troy. You're just saying that Why? because... Why, just because they have swords and sandals? And it's like Greece? Yeah, whatever they can say this is too much like ben hur this is like gladiator this is too much like sparta was that right isn't that a movie sparta yeah spartacus 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 i am, I am spartacus. spartacus not I am spartacus sparta. of sparta this is sparta <laughs> i am spartacus troy is not real is that Trojan. Kirk Douglas, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 Um, at Thermopylae, they construct the wall um, using dead Persian scouts as mortar. Like Which they is, pile them up, right? And they use that as... They, to yeah, like, they're using like, you know, rocks from the area and they're mushing them, mushing bodies in there too. Yeah, a lot of bodies in this movie. Lots of bodies, lots of flies. Flies? Yeah. Oh. You know, you hear the bzz, bzz, and oh. see all the flies lying on dead oh, dead yeah. body faces. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Stelios. Who's that? Stelios. Keep reading. Is he the captain? No. Mm, 
Oh, that's Fassbender. Oh, yeah. He's an elite Spartan soldier, orders an enraged Persian emissary to return to his lions and warn Xerxes after cutting off his whipping arm. Yeah, Stelios, played by Michael Fassbender. This is his first movie. I don't remember him being in it as much as he was. I, I He's didn't in know, it a lot. He's I, I didn't know it was him, but I, I I didn't know Michael Fassbender from shit. But Well, I was like, oh, it looks like Steve Jobs. But yeah, I remember this character. Because I, I mean, he's, was he's the a one that I, he was hardcore. the one that I quoted. Yeah, he's probably their fiercest fighter. He does all the flying and leaping and jumping. He, he is the Jamie Fox a la Jarhead of this movie because he Hoo-wah. loves his job. I love my job. He is a, he's an instrument of war, mm-hmm. and he's he'll do anything loving. He's having a blast. His, I mean, because he's he's oh. making jokes with the captain's son, whatever that kid's name is, Archinaces, Astinos. Yes, sure. <laughs> Astinides or Astinides. Astinos, Astinos, Astinos. Sure. Played by Tom Wisdom. I don't know. I still don't know who that is. He looks like Keanu Reeves in the Rush Rush video. Kind he's of. on that show I used to watch when I was into BBC shows. Like footballers' wives, and Mile High. He was on Mile High. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, That's what you said. Flight attendants who get down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that show. Anyways, he is very handsome. Okay. I'm just gonna say he's Captain Artemis's eldest son, father-son team here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's not in the comic. Astonos. He's only mentioned when he dies. In in the comics? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. He's not like a character in the comics that has lines and does stuff. Is he still the captain's son in the yes. comics? Oh, okay. But he doesn't have a part. Okay. It's just like, oh, my son died today. <laughs> or I don't, I have right. no idea. Yeah. Um, eh, meanwhile... Leonidas encounters F- how do you say Ephialtes? Ephialtes? Ephialtes, yeah, I think so. A deformed Spartan whose parents fled Sparta to spare him cert- certain death. They would have killed him because he's like a hunchback, right? Because, yeah, that's the, the, the pro- kind of the prologue, the narration where that baby checker says, you know, oh. if the baby is... Too small, too weak, or malformed, uh-huh. it gets killed. Yeah. And, and they show all the little skulls on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what would happen to him. Um But he doesn't. He grows he grows up and um he wants to be in Leonidas' army. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Help me redeem my father's name. Let me join your army. And he warns him of a secret path that the Persians might use. To, like, surround them. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leonidas rejects him um, because he can't hold his shield high enough. He's like, hold your, hold your you shield up. Because you have to be able to protect he, the man next to you from... Yeah. Because he, he has a spear and he's showing his spear. And he's like, ooh, that looks like you have a good thrust or mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, hold your shield up. And he, and he can't hold mm-hmm. it all the way up. And he's, like, sympathetic towards him. But he's like, you can't because... You like, just, I, I can't use you in my army. Yeah. 
you can help clear the field of like bodies and shit, but yeah. And well, this pisses Fealties off, but more about that later, I mm-hmm. guess. Who is the Fealties? Is you know who? Aaron Andrew Tiernan. I don't know who that is. I don't know. Uh, the battle began soon after the Spartans' refusal to lay down their weapons. You know, the Persians are like, put them down. They're like, fuck no. <laughs> I, I want to see that version. Using um, no. the hot gates, McDonald's, to their advantage, as well as their superior fighting skills, the Spartans repel wave after wave of advancing Persian army. I mean, it's just carnage. It's cool. It is cool. I mean, it, it yeah. looks cool. Like the first wave is just another like battalion of like light infantry who charge the Spartans and they're easily just crushed. And we shall fight in the shade. And then it's like uh, elephants come and they're too big and clumsy. They all uh-huh. fall. They get they kind all of herded off the cliff. And then and Xerxes. magicians show up, you know, like the guys who have little hand grenades. <laughs> and then Xerxes comes there in person. Xerxes played by Rodrigo Santoro. Santoro, we've talked about him before. He was in Love Actually. Now, in this movie, yeah. he looks nine feet tall. Yeah, I think he, well, again, this is slightly heightened but, I mean, fantasy. He were, looks like a goddamn giant. Were Greeks generally smaller statured? I don't know. And were Persians giant people? Because... <laughs> He, he, I don't know. He genuinely looks gigantic. Like his hands are on yeah. Gerard Butler's shoulders. And I mean, they he, look giant. Yeah. He offers Leonidas wealth and power in exchange for his submission. And Hang on obviously. Now. I guess he's. <laughs> oh. Obviously, Leonidas is like, uh, no. Um, he declines, mocks the inferior quality. Of Xerxes' army. <laughs> He's like, your army sucks, dude. <laughs> Base. Again, I want to see that version. <laughs> and then um, in response, Xerxes sends in his elite guard, the Immortals. That's a movie, too. The Immortals. That's also a Fall Out Boy song. That uh, yeah. appeared in uh, Big Hero 6. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nice, so, nicely done. There you go. Um, but of course, the Spartans defeat them with some help from the Arcadians. Um, very few losses. They're not really losing men yet. They're, they've lost a few. Just a few, but I mean, the Persians because, have lost now, thousands. The they changed their their tact. The Spartans changed their tactic because the first wave of 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 guys they they do like the classic phalanx formation you know where they uh, line their shields up and yeah. they make a, a human wall yep mm-hmm. that worked just fine they didn't lose anyone and yet then they kind of just kind of uh abandon that and just go one-on-one i'm like well now you're getting killed well, well i don't know maybe they wanted to change that but they didn't want to be predictable but hey um, if, it, if it if it works right if it ain't broke okay. don't fix it so on the second day, Xerxes sends in new waves of armies. Um, 
like the war elephants. Mm-hmm. And fucking a, a rhino. But nothing nothing works. Um, yeah, and then Astinos kills the rhino. With the one steps away. Very legolas like with a spear. Yes. And then he and then it slides up to him and he gets a spear back. Astinos is the legolas of this franchise. He is, but Legolas never loses his head. Wow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> a dude loses his head dramatically. That like kind of fucked me up when it happened. I was bummed out when it first happened. Um, anyway. Meanwhile, um, a fail tease goes to Xerxes. He's pissed. He goes to Xerxes. Um and tells him the secret path in exchange for wealth and women and luxury and a Persian uniform. And he wants a uniform. He wants a uniform. You know what that means. And of course, Xerxes is like, yeah, dude, whatever you want. I give you it all. Because Xerxes is nice, unlike Leonidas. I don't know. He's got a lot of jewelry. He's infeminate. Xerxes is like, I mean... The dude is just dripping in gold. Yeah. yeah. And he fashions himself a, a living god. Yeah, he thinks he is he's, he's, immortal. He's a god king. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he's bald and shining and just he's just glistening. And he looks, it's funny because he look like Xerxes himself looks old. Like his skin isn't tight mm. and smooth. Mm. He's not in the sun all the time. You know, but, but he looks aged. Mm. Which kind of gives him the illusion of, yeah, he could be like a thousand years old. Yeah. You know? And he's, and why he's, and so, he's nine feet tall. <laughs> why he's so shattered when he gets an ouchie. Well, I don't, think, I don't think anyone's ever seen him bleed. No, he's never I, seen. Bloody. And I think he he he. Uh, I think he genuinely believes he's immortal, a god as well. You know, yeah. I think he's David Koreshing it. Jeez. Um. So the Arcadians retreat upon learning of Ephialtes' betrayal, but the they're like, "I'm out," but the Spartans stay. Um, Leonidas orders an injured but reluctant Dilios to return to Sparta. He's like, because Dilios lost an eye. He can't fight anymore. He can't see. Of course he can fight. We can, but he tells him to leave. Because he... He, he needs a survivor. He needs someone to tell Sparta what has happened. A tale of victory. You know. Gives them the necklace that his queen gave queen him. Queen Gorgo. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, in Sparta, Queen Gorgo tries to persuade the Spartan council to send reinforcements to aid the 300. She's like, they need help. Um, Theron, Theron, Charlize, (laughs) say Theron, played by Dominic West, who for some reason I get mixed up with Damian Lewis. It's not the same person. Who, Who is that? Well... Damian Lewis is also an actor. He was married to Helen McCrory. Uh, Narcissa Malfoy, yeah. R.I.P. And so when I saw Dominic West, I'm like, oh, oh, he was married to Narcissa. I was like, oh, wait, no, that's not him. That's Damian Lewis. 
Dominic West is just an evil, evil person. Not him. Theron is. He's a corrupt politician, claims that he owns the council, threatens the queen, who submits to his sexual demands. I don't think she submits, Wikipedia. Sure, she's at least talking Well, about? I think he doesn't really give her a choice. Well, it's, either, wanna... it's either that or you get nothing. I know. I don't want to you using the word, saying that she submits. He full on assaulted her. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. But just to say that she's like, okay. I mean, she didn't I consent, but I mean. Yes, okay. He raped her. Sure. Um. Oh, my nose is running all over the microphone. <laughs> no, don't say why. What is wrong with you? All over the microphone. When Theron disgraces her in front of the whole council, she fucking kills his ass. Which I... I, she grabs the knife and just shoves it right into him. And she repeats what he had told her. Yeah. You won't, and this you will won't be en- over quickly. You won't enjoy this. Yeah, he said that to her. She said that to him. It's called justice. And then he died, and she had cut his purse. Yep. And all, all these gold. Xerxes gold coins you fall. You want one of those, don't you? Well, for, they no. Look cool. You what, what? You think I'm going to say, no, I don't want one. You want a Xerxes gold? No, thanks. <laughs> yeah, they look cool. Clink, 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 clink. I got to sneeze again. Oh, no, COVID. <laughs> you guys, I gave Sean COVID. We don't take <laughs> it. We're not taking it lightly, really. We know this is a bad thing. We do have three boost, three vaccin- vaccinations. Oh, I just got to go to bed. I got to sneeze again. Oh, my God. You guys. I mean, it's just my allergies. Oh, okay. That's what, I thought that too because I opened up all the windows today and I cleaned the house mm-hmm. and I dusted. I, I dusted corners of the walls. <laughs> and I was sneezing. I'm like, oh, all this outside air and dust. Well, yeah, you probably kicked up all the dust. And now you're sneezing. And then- Sir, that's what happens. That's why you should never clean. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's like the fifth time in a row you're done you need some tea let's go get some tea sure let's take a break later that same evening uh, and we're back I- and the rest of this podcast is being recorded by the ghost of sean because he sneezed himself to death oh wow break i think i sneezed five more times during the intermission wow oh i'm done are you? I don't know. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um. So the court sees that Theron was a traitor. They send um, reinforcements. Um, on the third day, the Persians, led by Ephialtes, revert. Oh, I'm sorry. They um, they find that secret path. He told about the path. And they well, ins- they don't really send reinforcements. They, well, this says they unanimously agree to send reinforcements. They they are gathering them, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, they, seems- they will send reinforcements. Yeah. But now the Spartans are surrounded by um, the Persians. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xerxes' general, I don't know who their general is, who his general is, demands their surrender. Um, 
And it looks like Leonidas is submitting to it. He kneels down. Because, yeah, the narration is like he removes his helmet. Yeah. His helmet is stifling. Yes. He remo- he, he it's such a it. cool scene. His, I think it's cool. His shield is heavy and he drops his shield. Yep. And then he still has a spear. And then the general, that guy's like, Leonidas, or- your spear. And he yeah. finally drops his spear. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he kneels down. But then... Delios. Michael Fassbender. Fassbender runs, jumps on top of, uses him as a springboard, basically, basically yeah. and um, kills the general. Mm-hmm. This pisses Xerxes off. He's like, attack! Leonidas grabs his spear, throws it right at Xerxes. It, it like, grazes his face. Well, and I like the, the narration at that point where he's like, he had to remove his helmet because... He, so he could see or whatever. Uh-huh. He his his he dropped his shield because it was throwing him off balance. Yeah, because his target is far. Yes. And it, his spear is like it shows a spear traveling through the air, and of course, obviously his target is Xerxes. Yes, who he is very far away. Yeah, uh huh, and it um cuts across his 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 face his cheek, um. Which shows his mortality. Mm-hmm. The God King is mortal. Mm-hmm. He has blood on his face and he's like. Aah! Wow. He literally sounds like that. And my cat really liked that sound too. Um, and then Leonidas and the remaining Spartans. We didn't say what happens with Astinos. <laughs> um that happened bef- it happens before. Right after the immortals. Fight. Yeah. He's standing there and when they're trying to dad, regroup. His yeah. dad's like, My son. And then all of a sudden his dad sees someone coming up from behind. On a horse. On a horse. He's like, Astinos. And he turns around way too slowly. And gets his head cut off. Handsome Astinos has no head. And his body stands there for a second. I wonder if they had to like research what would happen to the human body if it was standing and the head came off. You remember Lord of the Rings? A little bit. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> when Vigo chops off that the yeah Urukai's head and um, yeah and the the uh, supplemental discs, the appendices talk about how when they built that that. Uh-huh. The dummy, basically. Yeah. They rigged it so that it would stand for and then fall like, uh-huh. naturally. Same thing. Yeah. Is that what a human body would do? I don't want to ever find out. I'm just I, curious. I, I don't think because it, it kind of leans for. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it would stand for that long. But I, I think all, I think knows? a lot of that is also what it looks like in slow motion. So there is. Lots of slow motion in this movie, and I think in 2022 I would be over it. But in 2007, and in this movie in particular, I am a hundred percent here for it. I mean, it was. Uh... I love it. I think it looks so cool, and especially for the time. If someone did that now, I'd be like, "Well, this has been done, you guys." But even now, I mean, like. For it not being new, it was somehow welcome. I'm like, oh yeah, it was like a 
like putting on an old pair of shoes. <laughs> you know, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're saying if there wasn't slow motion in this movie, this movie would probably be like 60 minutes. And it wouldn't be as fun. No, it wouldn't look nearly as cool. Well, she's getting mad. Sean keeps poking the cat. She's going to bite his hand off. She doesn't, um, she doesn't bite me. So, she yeah, the me. remaining Spartans, there's not that many left. They stand I, and fight until I was there's too many probably, arrows. I would say there's probably 100 left in that little Well, group. at the very end, it looks like there's two left. It looks like it's Fassbender and Leonidas. Well, basically, that's what it is. And then all the arrows come. It's the dang. general. Remember the general gets stabbed with a spear? Yeah. And then he still kills like the four guys that Astro's dad. Yeah, yeah, he's he's so mad. He has hate in and his heart. And the last guy is too far away, so he pulls the spear that's already in his gut. Yeah, further cool. into so him, we can get closer. So the guy is in a, ends up being closer, and he's still they know they chops have, him down. <laughs> they know they have no chance. So they're just gonna go yeah. all. And all that's up. the well, and that's the thing. That's their whole. That's kind of the whole Spartans deal is to die in glorious battle. For your country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, is this why... Is a pro-war movie? Well, no, is which is why... I don't know. Which is why when Leonidas turns to Ephialtes and says, may you live forever... Means, I hope you never have to be in war. Which, it means you will never have the honor of dying like a Spartan. Yeah. Yeah, which is a shame. Which is why... On his family. Ephialtes looks all... He realizes, oh, shit. Yeah. You know. He knows. Well, I'm like going to prove him wrong. That's the worst thing that can happen now is to force Barton mm-hmm. to live forever. Yeah. Where you will, because if you live forever, you can never be remembered. Yeah. Which is what the Spartans oh. want. They want to be remembered. You know, yeah. and like, remember us. Yeah. That's why they sent back David don't, Wenham. Don't make statues. Don't make, don't sing songs. You got to go Just back. Remember us. Tell my story. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he doesn't tell, tell him. Earn this. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Earn this. Uh, so yeah, too many arrows come; they all die. The 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 last like two. Yeah, with death by arrow. With Stelios going, my king. It's been an, it's an honor to die at your side. And it is my honor to have lived at yours. And then he still stands up and is like yelling at ah! Xerxes. Um, so now Dilios, now we're at the where we were at the beginning of the movie, back in Sparta, concludes his tale um, of Leonidas. Of, of the 300. Of the 300. Um, and then everyone's inspired by this and they he's mobilize. Like, and he's like, and now and, we are 30,000. Yeah, they're all Greeks. And then one year later, the Persians face an army of 30,000 free Greeks led by a vanguard of 10,000 Spartans. Mm -hmm. After one final speech commemorating the 300, Delios, now in charge of this whole army, leads them to battle against the Persians across the fields of Plataea? 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 Plataea. No idea. P L A T A E A. I don't I have no idea. Plateau. Sure. Well, there's no U in there. No. And that's then the movie's over. It's just a bunch of fighting. Mm-hmm. And like a cool underwater scene, but not underwater. And like a brief sex scene with his queen mm-hmm. before he goes to war. I mean it's 
two of the it's yeah. the two most gorgeous people in two thousand and what year is it seven? Was Six? Gerard Butler gorgeous? No, but he is in this movie. Well, he's ripped as fuck, but yeah, he's gorgeous from the neck down, sure. Because <laughs> that yeah, that chin beard. I mean, while it looks cool, not attractive, it's and that hair is not helping smells. him. You know, it smells. It smells like olive oil. You know, and it's probably, all those it probably dudes. probably smells like rancid olive oil because they don't they don't bathe very often. It's hot. You know, all those dudes smell so bad. We're really good. After all that fighting. All musky. <laughs> um, can you guess the body count? I actually have two different numbers. I have the number that was on IMDb and then the number that Collider has in a list of the 10 films with the highest on-screen body count. I have seen that this movie is often on those lists. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, can, I can safely say... Two hundred ninety nine plus, because <laughs> not all three hundred die. Uh, n- no, oh, wait, three hundred do die because Leonidas makes it three hundred and one. It's Leonidas and his three hundred, right? What about Delios? I know. So that's three hundred. Yeah, I know. Continue. But is Leonidas one of the three hundred, or is he three hundred and one? I always thought he was. One of the three hundred. Because this movie be done. Because doesn't he get three hundred and one? Because doesn't he get three hundred men to go yeah, with him? I don't know. I don't know. So any who's old? It's three hundred plus Leonidas. Now you minus Delios, okay. so now so it's three hundred who die. The ten films with the highest body count. Okay. <laughs> you mean uh, besides, I will mention the ones besides Armageddon <laughs> and Independence Day? Well, if Alderaan blew up. Hey, there's only, there's only eight people in Alderaan. I will mention the movies that we have talked about okay. on this podcast. So Titanic um, has 307 deaths that they show. Of course, we know that like 1,500 died, okay. according to Gloria Stewart, whatever. Uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers at 468 deaths. We haven't talked about it yet. We will. You know what I mean. Uh well, we haven't. We have the last samurai. That's five hundred fifty-eight deaths. We haven't talked about that yet. Sorry. Troy, five hundred seventy-two deaths. Okay. Three hundred, six hundred deaths. Kingdom of Heaven, six hundred and ten deaths. And the number one movie, the highest death count. A Bug's Life. Lord of the Rings: The Return of the King. At 836 deaths shown on screen. I question these numbers. You know, I don't know how they figure it out because I'm like, are you sitting there counting the, the little massive CG guys running around? Well, yeah, I think so. How do you do that? You can't. Freeze frame. That sounds Lot, like lots the worst of, job ever. Lots of pressing pause. Now. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, this has a high body count, which, you know. And really, okay, so it's, but that's only what we've seen on screen, not what is yes. implied to have also happened. No, because if it was implied. Because Titanic would be more. And, yeah. Because I was like, oh, okay, well. If, Alderaan. Well, no, 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 I know. But I mean, I'm just saying the 600. Because <clears throat> I mean, Obviously, it's that's really only. Well, I know. I know. I'm, why, my point is, if we're going with that number as, you know, 
And then that means those Spartans only killed, you know, two guys each. Uh-huh. Or actually, those guys only killed one guy each because the 300 are also half of that number. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. So obviously there were thousands that they've killed. Um, the budget of this movie? Not as high as you would think. $75 million. Um, about sixty million. Oh, it does Jesus! Really? Give it a. It says sixty to sixty-five. I tend to favor the higher number because that seems more realistic. If you said a hundred million, I'd be like, okay, sixty to sixty-five. They Dang. saved by shooting on a back lot. I mean, they didn't have any location yeah. shoots, and yeah, yeah, yeah. it was just all green screen. Well, and the thing about oh my god, Frankie walked under my leg, and I can't see her, and it scared the shit out of me. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, and the thing with having it on a on a soundstage is you can control your environment. Yeah, it would it'll always look the same. Yeah, and they need it to. Yeah, because can you imagine if it rained one day, like on yeah. location? And I, I can't imagine the like actor salaries being no. super high for this movie because there wasn't really anyone of like there were no huge oh. names yet. You know, because even Gerard Butler, not really a big name until after this movie, I think. I don't know how many people who watched 300 also watched Phantom of the Opera three years prior, but, you know. Yeah, and I mean, Rodrigo Santoro was no one that I know of. No, we just, he was, had that you know, small role in Love Actually. Um, David Wenham, obviously, you know, Lord of the Rings, but uh, he was Rouge. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> um, and I mean, Lena Headley, she hadn't done, you know, Game of Thrones yet, so she wasn't like, was she in Rome? I don't think so. I was thinking of Rome last night. I don't think so. Was she in the Tudors? Was she in another no. one of those no. BBC like serials or whatever? No. Um. So yes, um, but 60, $65 million budget. That can, does not seem like... Can you like guess the box office? $500 million. 456 mm-hmm. This made almost a half a billion dollars. So we made so much money for opening in March and for being what it is. I mean, they, they, they earned every penny of that. Cause I mean, I would have, I would easily have watched this movie more than once in a the theater. Yeah. Where I have, uh, that gumption. Um, so at, s- Seventy million eight hundred eighty-five thousand. It was the third biggest weekend opening for an R-rated movie ever, uh, behind The Matrix Reloaded, which made ninety-one point eight million, and Passion of the Christ, which made eighty-three point eight million. Of course, all those were, I think, taken over by Deadpool. Hmm. I think. Um. But that's a pretty big deal for high, you know, third highest opening weekend for an R-rated movie. And I know the studios begged Zack Snyder, "Can you please make this PG-13?" And he's like, "Um, no." And I, I'm I, glad he said no. I can't imagine what the PG-13 version would look. Well, like. you wouldn't have the sex scene for right. one thing. That's probably what pushed him over. You'd have less of the blood, even though it wasn't real blood; it was CG blood. It's like 90% CG blood. And it's very 
I mean, and it's not real. And it's so much less in your face than like a Tarantino style, too. Yeah, because a lot of it is. It's not bright red and for you, one I mean, thing. you really, you don't see a lot of it, actually. No. Um, like, you do see it flying off of spearheads. You wouldn't have Astinos losing his head on camera. You might see, like, you might get the hint that, oh, I think he just got his head cut off. They wouldn't show it. Well, yeah, you, because they. Um, it wouldn't be fun. Let's just say that. It would not be a fun movie. Yeah, because there's that one scene where it talks about how Xerxes is getting frustrated with his generals and he has one guy beheaded. Uh-huh. And that head flies off into yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah. From the cool. lobster boy. Yep. Yeah, or whatever cool. that guy is. And obviously, it didn't matter. This movie still made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Being rated R, so. I'm not the, the Zack Snyder fanboy that some people are, but I do... It, I admire... His dedication to his craft and be like, this is how this is how I make movies, like it or not. It's like Baz Luhrmann. This is how I make movies. You can tell Dawn of the Dead aside, because I really don't think you can tell it's a Zack Snyder movie. But from 300 on, whether you're watching Sucker Punch or Man of Steel or any of you know those, whatever Justice League, like you're like, oh, this definitely has Zack Snyder's hands all over it. Yeah, yeah, he he definitely established a look with this yeah, movie. Yeah, and he's like stuck with it and be like, this is how I do. don't expect me to. I mean, know, this this movie is down. all sepia. Yeah, looks. I'd love the color of this you movie. Know. Yeah. Did you ever watch Merlin? The, I the, watched the like TV the first miniseries? season. Lena she Headey. On, she's she had, Guinevere. Okay. I don't know if I watched it long enough for Guinevere to appear. <laughs> it's mostly someone starts with an M. Right? I don't mm, Sure. I didn't I didn't okay. look. Hi. More not Morbius. Mo, more more, 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 more Morga more, Morgana? Morgana. Mor- uh, maybe. Uh so the music in this movie, Tyler Bates, who is like James Gunn's music guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was some controversy in the f- film composer community with this score because um it is clear it clearly sounds like it's borrowing borrowing from um even the movie titus with anthony hopkins it's very violent i don't know it but i know of it um elliot goldenthal did the music for titus okay lots of you know like choral sure um, and it sounds like it's also in this movie, and so in but instead of like uh having like you know lawsuits and all this shit, they came to agreement. Elliot Goldenthal, who's worked with Warner Brothers his whole life, mm-hmm. they they said um. What did they say? A number of the music cues for the score 300 were without our knowledge or participation derived from music composed by Academy Award winning composer Elliot Goldenthal for the motion picture Titus. Warner Brothers Pictures has great respect for Elliot, our longtime collaborator, and is pleased to have amicably resolved this matter. So now when you when you like look at this album like on iTunes mm-hmm. or wherever you're streaming, it does say certain tracks say with themes 
by Elliot Goldenthal. So he gets credit on the soundtrack. Which means he gets paid. Which means he gets paid. Yeah. Which I think is uh, just a safe and, you know, respectable way to, to do it. I don't think Tyler Bates was stealing from him, like, on I mean, purpose. Because... It's that whole thing of there's only so many notes in the world. Yeah, and they, you know that he probably saw Titus and was like, oh, this sounds great, like, for, like, war music. Yeah. And I don't know if, I don't think I they're mean, note for note, but if they sound enough alike, then... One, and if, I, if that's your field, I mean, you you hear so much stuff, it gets locked into your brain and you no longer know yeah. what's your original idea or not. I get it. You know, it's like when you, like when comedians tell jokes and they have, you know, a joke that's a near carbon copy of someone else who did it, you know, 20 years earlier. Uh-huh. I mean, again, it's it's kind of a, a hive mind kind of situation where, you know, did that exist in your brain independent of yeah. having heard, maybe it's, having heard it, Yeah. you know, prior? Yeah, it's very... That's why I'm like, I'm so glad I'm not a songwriter <laughs> because I'm inevitably be like, oh, did my song sound exactly like yours? I'm sorry. I could never do it. Um, so 300 um, started filming October 17th, 2005 in Montreal. It was shot over the course of 60 days in chronological order. Um, and then employing the digital backlot technique, Schneider, Snyder shot at the now defunct Ice Storm Studios in Montreal using blue screens. Butler, who's Butler? Gerard Butler. Oh yeah. Oh my God! What? Gerard Butler said that while he did not feel constrained by Snyder's direction, fidelity to the comic imposed certain limitations on his performance. Wenham, David Wenham, said there were times when Snyder wanted to precisely capture iconic moments from the comic book and other times when he gave actors freedom to explore within the world and the confines that had been set. Only one scene in which horses travel across the countryside was shot outdoors. The film was an intensely physical production and Gerard Butler pulled an arm tendon and developed foot drop. I had to look that up. I'm like, the fuck is foot drop? And I looked up. I was like, oh, that's kind of. How do you fix that? Because you just kind of lose your. Mm -hmm. The picture I saw was one foot like this, one like that. Yeah, I think you got. I think there's like a tendon you have to reattach. It just kind of falls. You can't. It doesn't stay up. Mm -hmm. Uh, What do you think the Rotten Tomatoes was? Ninety one. Not everyone thinks like us. 22. <laughs> 61% Rotten okay. Tomatoes. Uh, Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four. Not great. Mm-hmm. Says uh, 300 has one-dimensional caricatures who talk like professional wrestlers plugging their next feud. I mean, kind of, but it's cool. I don't You're, know. I'm not watching this movie for the Shakespeare. No. They don't have to say anything. No, they don't. You don't. No. Um, and Frank Miller, not about the movie, but about um, the Spartans. Mm-hmm. And because the, there's a lot of controversy. I can't say that word either. Controversy of the portrayal of the Persians, the portrayal mm-hmm. of the Spartans. 
obviously we have to root for someone, right? That's yeah. And Frank Miller said the Spartans were a paradoxical. I didn't say that right. Nope. Paradoxical people. They were the biggest slave owners in Greece, but at the same time, Spartan women had an unusual level of rights, which we see mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Lena Headey's character. They're like that dude who's like, he's like, how dare you let this woman, or how, how dare this woman speak amongst men? Yeah. It's like only Spartan women give birth to real men. Close, yeah. What'd yeah. she say? I, I think it's only Spartan women give birth to Spartan men. I thought she says real men. Real Spartan men. She says Spartan men. She says the word Spartan twice. It's all about Spartan. You're Spartan. Uh, it's a paradox that they were a bunch of people who in many ways were fascist, but they were the bulwark against the fall of democracy. The closest comparison you can draw in terms of our own military today is to think of the red-caped Spartans as being like our special ops forces. They're these almost superhuman characters with a tremendous warrior ethic who are unquestionably the best fighters in Greece. I didn't want to render Sparta in overly accurate terms because ultimately I do want you to root for the Spartans. I couldn't show them being quite as cruel as they were. I made them as cruel as I thought a modern audience could stand. Okay. Are you done? You, you bored? You over there looking through your phone? You looking at the time? We're almost there. <laughs> you just don't want to <laughs> edit a long episode. No, I don't. But yeah, we think this movie is pretty entertaining. Again, we don't take it seriously. I don't get involved in the controversies no, because no. I don't... Not that I don't see them as real people, but, you know, I see them like, okay, so... These not real people are the good guys. These not real people are the bad guys. I'm rooting for these guys because that's because it's a movie, and I don't, I don't know. I there's so much on the controversy and the, the representation. I'm like, you guys, it's just a cool looking movie, okay? I mean, it's like it, it would be like, oh, I can't watch the Patriot because Mel Gibson should have been a, a slave owner. I mean, yeah. sure, he should have been. And yeah. even if he was in that movie, uh-huh. I, you'd still be rooting for him. It's a movie. It's a movie. No, I get it. But yeah, like I said, I don't even need them to speak. I don't need them to do anything. I need, to, oh, I need them to do stuff. I need them to do <laughs> the stuff that they do. I need Gerard Butler to kneel down. I need Fastbender to run up behind him, use him as a goddamn jumping board, and fly through the air. Like they could have, it could have even have been really like campy, like still be this movie, but all the dialogue is replaced with old timey, like silent movie dialogue cards. Oh my God. Oh. And it would still be entertaining. It would still be, it'd still look fucking Like you cool. still had this, all the same action. You just have, instead of the dialogue, you have <laughs> words on screen oh and God. that would be fine. Oh my God. I want to see that version now. But yeah, this is, um, it's. Streaming on HBO Max, so if you have a nice 4K TV, big old screen, I highly suggest you turn the lights off and turn this movie on and just enjoy 115 minutes of just like bananas filmmaking. It's just, I don't know. It's just so entertaining. And I I remember when this came out, people were like, oh, 
isn't it like too isn't it really violent and blood and like not really no because it's so fantastical that you don't even think of it i mean it's no more violent than like like the 80s 90s kung fu movies and obviously return of the king has a much higher body (laughs) count so and then and visually like the i remember after this the next thing that was so much so visual like as visually different as 300 was compared to like anything we'd seen to that point like do you know the Uh, next movie that came out that was like so much so visually different again like scott pilgrim or something I don't know. Sin City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like that was like amazing to look at. And yet you you think you look back and you're like, I, I'd rather watch 300 though. I mean, yeah, it looks cool, but like Sin City, I mean, it's kind of the same sort of vibe. Yeah, like, well, I feel Miller, like they were right? trying to like do a thing. Yeah, they were, because they're like, ooh, yeah. let's do a comic book. And so they took 300, 300 to the extreme and made Sin City look like the way they did. Mm. And it was, it was, it was great. I mean, it is great, but I, I, I find 300 way more entertaining. Yeah. I also, I mean, the, like the, the plot and story and everything in Sin City is much darker. And I don't even remember it. Just kind of so much. I mean, yeah, it's, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean, 300, God, it looks so good and yeah. it's so fun. It's fun. Anything else you want to say? About um, the 300. Uh, no. 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 I am glad we own it. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I, w- I wish we had watched it on the big TV downstairs. Well, we still in can. A, in a darker environment. I know. I thought about it, actually. Yeah. Like, we have all weekend. We have a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, 300 on 4th of July would be fun. That's how I feel. So, yeah. Uh, Maybe. Should we pick for next week? Did you add in the other one? Mm -hmm. I don't remember. The Marvel movie? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did. So, 149. Who, did the audio just change or is it my I don't know. No? Oh, you know what? It's the the ambient noise. All right. And my ears popped. Oh, because you have COVID. Because I keep sneezing. Uh-huh. So we're back to 149, right? Yeah. Hey, Google. Pick a number from 1 to 149. 12. Oh. Hitting hey. the early ones there, Google. You mentioned this movie tonight. Bugs Life. No. Oh. Church of the Bee, though. The Immortal Song. You know, I haven't seen this movie. Uh, since it came I think, out. I think since we got the DVD. And I think I, I watched it on DVD once. Next week, we are talking about Big Hero 6. I am I wouldn't be ready to watch it like this weekend because it's, it's a sad movie. There's... A- a sad part. A couple. But timely because the new Disney Plus show just came out, Baymax. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, fun. Like this weekend, so. Um, I, I do remember when this movie came out. God damn, it was, I was so happy because I think it's the first Disney movie I can think of that 
where our hero or our our protagonist is Japanese? a young Japanese kid. Yeah, probably. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's one of us. One of us. Or <laughs> one of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Big Hero 6 from 2014. Um, I'm sure it's streaming on Disney Plus because why wouldn't it be? Um, until then, you can follow us on Instagram, even though I deleted it off my phone. At why do we own this DVD? How do you post stuff then? I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> Twitter at why do we own this one? Thanks as always to Brushy One String for our theme song. You can find Brushy at brushyonestring.com. And thanks to Marlene LePage for our artwork. And uh, that's. That's it. that's it. Look at we're under time. Good I job. Didn't have to pay extra. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Enjoy this music from both Tyler Bates and Elliot Goldenthal. I know. Now I want to find one with both of them. Now. Yeah. There's. You'll find them. Okay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Hey!